0: Oh, my, my, how beautiful Oh, my beautiful mother She told me, son, in life you're gonna go far If you do it right, you'll love where you are Welcome to another episode of Mrs. Motivation. Today I have with me Julie Beckerman from Aspire to Grow, and I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome. Thank you.
1: Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so today I actually wanted to tell people how I came to find you, or you came to find me. Um, in one of the earlier episodes of Mrs. Motivation, I had on Christine Gritman, who is a social media strategist, and she saw Julie one day, and they got to talking, and somehow my name got brought up, and she thought Julie would be perfect to come on the podcast and share her story. So I'm super excited about this episode because it's almost like the universe brought us together to do this. So I'm, I'm very excited, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, you know more about you.
1: Thank you. Yes, I know, uh, Christine, uh, so I worked at, um, maybe this will come up later, but I worked at Maria Luisa Boutique for a little while and Christine um, was a very active person, shopper, member of Maria uh, Maria's store. So um, we met quite a few times and spoke a bunch of times. So she, uh, yeah, mentioned your show and uh, that she was on it and that, yeah, the universe did bring us together, I guess.
0: Exciting. I guess we'll start off by, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: So uh, I grew up in this area and um, moved back here about two years ago after um, I got divorced. I have a daughter. She's going into middle school next year. And I am a divorce and co-parenting coach uh, for women, uh, specifically who want to improve their co-parenting relationship with their exes without necessarily wanting to have to work with their exes to do so. So that's what I'm doing right now. And
0: so what were you doing before
1: this? Um, I did a lot of things. So like I said, I when I moved back here uh, after my divorce, I worked uh, for Maria Luisa Boutique. Uh, I'm, I'm also a Zumba instructor. I've been doing that for a couple of years. I was a stay-at-home mom for quite some time. And before that, I did uh, the Wall Street financial services for quite some time, too.
0: Wow. So life has taken yeah. you in many different directions. Yeah,
1: there's been a lot of different turns there. So.
0: And so what did you do after college?
1: Um, I got. I worked in human resources and I worked um, for NBC was my first job. Um, I, my second day of work was 9-11. So that was uh, an interesting day. And then after that, I worked on Wall Street. I worked for Deutsche Bank, investment banking.
0: How did it feel to continue working in the city after
1: 9-11? It was, you know, I, working for NBC, which is, a, you know, pretty, the GE building, right? It was a pretty... Big, um, you know, high target, high traffic area. So it was a, uh, it was, and I worked in human resources, so it was also on the same floor with the security um, department. And you know, I, I didn't feel that connected to what happened that day because I was literally went in and the TVs were playing. I worked for NBC Studios, all the TVs are playing, and you know, I actually watched um, as they were filming it. The second plane hit, and I was like you know, it was my early 20s, I was like a little, you know, my second day of work, so I was kind of like distracted with, I don't know, myself, I guess, Um, and they ushered us right out of the building, Uh, and then kind of being in that environment, it was really interesting to kind of like be, I guess, what I would call on the inside of like what happens as the aftermath, Um, so I learned a lot, and I saw a lot of things. Um, I was also at NBC, I don't know if you remember the anthrax scare, um, so that came through uh, my department, and so I was involved a lot in that. And um, the, I guess you know the word interesting is what kind of comes up and seeing all the different reactions and then what you actually have to do um, from a business standpoint to protect your people um, and make sure everybody's safe. It was, it was a learning experience. Wow. Yeah.
0: And then you said you worked on Wall Street?
1: I did, yeah. I worked at Deutsche Bank for almost three years. Uh, and that was uh, that was, I consider my life prior to marriage. Those were the jobs that I had. They were I, I liked it, you know. Um, I don't know that I'd ever be able to go back to it, but at the time, it was a really um, great experience for me.
0: That sounds really cool. And then your life sounds like it kind of took a shift after you got married. I a shift is a good word. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it took a shift. Yeah. So you, how many kids do you have? I have one daughter. Um, she's going to be eleven. She's going into middle school. That's another shift. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. how
0: did how did you find um, how did you find yourself in a position to become a coach for people who have gone through divorce?
1: Um, I I went through one, and um, you know I think like most most people who go through divorce, uh, you hear about it. It's something you know right, what do they say, like 50% of the population goes through it. Um, so it's like one of the things you hear about divorce, you don't really bat an eye, you go, oh, I'm so sorry, or, you know, that sounds rough, and then you kind of move on your day. But when you go through it, um, even the best of situations, which I'm, mine was not, um, it's uh, one of the things, it's like every aspect of your life, every, the most important things in your life, it's like have been crazy glued together, and now you're trying to pull them apart. Um, And when you have that other person who's crazy glued to the other side of you, um, not, you know, delicately trying to remove the glue and make it as painless as possible, but really ripping and pulling alongside with you. It's not one of those things that just, yeah, just because a lot of people go through it, it's uh, no big deal. Like the, you know, we were talking a little earlier before about real estate. Yes, it's painful when you go through it. It's like, right. And my particular set of circumstances when I was going through it were really a little bit, a little bit unique. I mean, everybody's are unique, but I remember coming up against things and looking for help and not really knowing what to do. And my lawyers were kind of like, okay, we've been, and I had great lawyers and they were like, yeah, we're not sure what to do here. And they had to kind of like research and figure out some things. And um, so when it came, when I got through the other side, I kind of um, always wanted to be in some sort of counseling area. And it just made sense at this point now, having been through it, looking for help, not always being able to find the help I needed. And then it just was a perfect forgive the name, but marriage of the two sides. So.
0: so it was almost like your true passion came out of something really tough that you had to go through.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of the same old story, I guess, for a lot of people.
0: But now you're able to provide counseling for women who are going through the same thing that you did. How did you coach yourself through that period without somebody
1: like that? Um, so that's a really good question. So, um I think when Christine Gritman and I had uh, kind of connected and she mentioned this show, what I think was kind of standing out was the second chance piece of this. And um I guess I consider my life like a number of second chance things that have come up, and the divorce was just one piece of that. Uh, and so, if I think of myself like, um, there's been, I guess, three, second chance moments that have come up and they all kind of tie together but they're also three different elements and um, one was like a new this new career piece one was my divorce but one goes back further to recovery when I kind of recovered from addiction to pills and Uh, That was also during my marriage, so I kind of think of all of this as like an umbrella under this recovery or second chance on myself of just reliving and, you know, that shift after, you know, being on Wall Street and getting married, and that kind of redirected my life, and then I think going through recovery and realizing that I was living a life and kind of going down a certain road, um, and then... That road wasn't looking too bright for me. Um, It started to get darker and darker, and so um, I was doing some things for myself that were not really so great, and I had to then kind of redirect that road. Uh, And so that was sort of the very first thing in my travels, I guess you can say, to uh, to kind of take a second chance on my life. Um, And so those the things that I learned that time were really useful during the divorce process.
0: What were some of those things that maybe, you know, somebody who's listening is going through this that you could share that helped you?
1: So I say this all the time and, um, and we hear the words all the time and it's getting so much more prevalent, but we hear the term mindfulness all the time and uh, like awareness and mindfulness uh, is this tool of sort of being able to observe where you are without judging. And it's the the awareness and introspection but without the judgment. And that piece alone, the very first is the very first step because if you don't know where you are, then you don't know where you're going. And to be able to look at what was going on and kind of really separate kind of almost an out-of-body experience and look at where I am and what was going on and how I was feeling and not beat myself up about it and just say, okay, look, this is what's happening. This is what you're doing. It's okay, but you may want to make some changes here was really the key. And not just one time, but over and over. Okay, now I'm going to make a different decision. How do I feel about that decision? Not, God, you idiot, how could you do that today, right? Why would you do that? Why are you, you know, saying something like that? Why did you wear something like that? Why did you go to this thing today? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you say, you know, like, the, you know, more like, okay, this is what you did, what was the result of it? And being able to then really look at the results and then make an adjustment and then make an adjustment and then another adjustment. And I think we think of mindfulness all the time. We get these images, of like these serene places and calmness, but mindfulness isn't always about feeling good. Mindfulness is about feeling aware. Um, that was one really big tool. And then I think there's about um, the second piece I think of is releasing expectations and having fewer attachments to what, how things are supposed to be in life and right especially when we're going through divorce then we think about whether things are fair or not fair um you know so for example you know well my ex never would never do that for me so i'm not doing this for him well why should i let him have extra time with the kids if he's not giving me this extra time or why should i this and you know we hear all the time life isn't fair and it's not about, when, especially when it comes to co-parenting, especially when it comes to your kids, this is not about fair. It's about, right, it's about what works. It's about effective, it's about how much energy do you wanna put towards this relationship with your ex versus how much energy do you wanna put towards your own life and getting through it and getting it done and what works for your kids. Right, it's not about making them pay, it's not about teaching them a lesson because it's not your job anymore and things like that. So. Um, it's really about removing your attachment and your expectation of what you're gonna get from people and what do you what's really realistic. So, and there's, I mean, there's some other things that uh, maybe if there were some examples I can think of. I think the other piece of it too, and this comes from that judgment, when we stop judging ourselves, we can start living as ourselves. And then we're not spending too much energy trying to cover up pieces of ourselves that we feel uncomfortable about. Right? We can spend our energy just kind of living our lives the way that we want to. We can show up. It's not, oh, well, I should be working on Wall Street because that's the right kind of job that I'm supposed to have. I can take a chance and become a life coach because when I started that, I was like, what's a life coach? Like, is a life coach even a thing? Well, it turns out it kind of is a thing, you know, and a lot of people can use it. But if you're stuck in some of those judgments, like how can you leave and start stop pursuing a Wall Street career And start pursuing this kind of life coach, quote unquote, career when, you know, if you're stuck in those judgments on which one is better or right or okay, you have to kind of be able to remove some of those judgments and start pursuing what makes sense to you. And some of those things were really that I got through um, the recovery piece were really helpful through the divorce and then now, kind of coming into the career space.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. It's really, you know, a lot of people don't really show this side of them because they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of anything. I feel like people don't express themselves in a natural way anymore because it's almost like we're shunned for having these feelings, you know, and we have to learn from each other on how we go through these things and it's, and learn that it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we all have something that we're going through, but learning the tools, like you said, that you were using and sharing them is how we can make everything, you know, at least a little bit better.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah. and definitely easier to navigate. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of come back to that point, One of the, one of my favorite, I don't know, principles is this idea that there are no rules, there are no right and wrong. And whenever, you know, one of the things I teach my daughter a lot is, you know, whenever you come across somebody who's kind of telling you, this is right and this is wrong, you can immediately be sure that, you you know, you wanna listen a little closer to what they're saying because there's something inherently biased in in their statement. Because there are no rights or wrong, there is no better or worse. Um, The rules were made by people just like you and me who decided that we're gonna hang traffic lights and we're gonna you know, tell you that a work day is nine to five, but the people who decided those rules are just people and they don't know the rules that are right for you any more than anybody else does. And so rules are just something that we create to feel like we are more comfortable in one choice versus another. And that can be very scary because if, then how do we choose? How do we know we're doing the right thing? But it's also very freeing, like you said, where we shun ourselves. But it can be very freeing to know that there's really no right way because then there's no wrong way either. And that opens up a whole world of opportunity. And I think a lot of my coaching is really around giving people permission to kind of question those rules. What makes a good parent? What makes you a good mom? If you're, you know, that fear that your ex is telling you, you're not doing the right thing, and then we worry, and then we stop parenting from our soul, from our heart, and doing what we really feel is best for our kids because we're worried about what our former spouse is saying about us and what they're going to do about it. Right. So, absolutely.
0: You know, I think about that in my life, like people think I'm crazy, because I'm not going back to teaching, but I'm honestly traumatized after what happened to me, so there's no way that I could go back to teaching, and they're like, but that's the right thing to do, Mm. that's how you're going to get your pension, that's how you're going to get your benefits, that's how you're going to help your husband, these are, that's, you know, this, what you're doing right now isn't the right thing, and I'm like, but I know that I'm now, I'm meant for something different, That's what feels right for me. Who are you to say? And so I think that then a lot of times people get lost in not chasing what they want because of the view that everybody else has, like that, that's, like you said, right or wrong or better or worse, when really we just have to always instinctually, like you said, be mindful of what's happening around us, observe, reflect, and do what we want. Do what feels good for us you know you yeah. can't you always have to just go with it and i think a big part of what you said is true about releasing expectations you release expectations for yourself then nobody else's expectations means anything else to you yeah. whether it's somebody out there or your spouse that you're having trouble with so you know it's kind of just it free it's very freeing like you said you know you can just be and that's very hard to just be, but these are, you know, the things that you can do to get yourself to get there.
1: Yeah.
0: But back to what you were saying about your three, um, three times where you said you had a second chance. Mm-hmm. So the first one was, you said was your recovery. So I'm, I'm interested. You got my attention.
1: Okay. <laughs> what, were the, what were the other two? Uh, so recovery was the first. The second chance was divorce, going through the divorce. Um, and then the third was, um, so after my divorce, when I moved back uh, home, I guess, uh, here, I kind of decided after recovery, so I've been uh, sober from, since 2012, so was mm-hmm. six years, and then divorce started 2014, it lasted, so it was a long one, a tough one, I would say, they're all tough. And after I moved back here, and two years ago, I was like, okay going to take a breather like just you know it was like like you said a little bit of trauma after your experience with school and teaching and um and also just to congratulate or applaud you for kind of sticking to what you know to be best for you too so that i know how hard that is so um and um i so i kind of just came back and was like i'm just gonna get us settled my daughter and i we're just gonna reacquaint ourselves and you know it's been a while and i gave myself like a year I didn't really know what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to do, I knew I needed to kind of do something. And uh, I really wanted to get my MSW. And I started looking into programs and it was, you know, that was kind of like the plan. And I came across someone who I had uh, started talking to and she had gotten her coaching uh, license. And I was like, what's this? Like, coaching license? I don't even know what this is. And I started looking into it and then I was like, I think this is, for me. So it was like, you know, after the first two, the recovery and then the divorce, and uh, in my divorce, I also had a post-divorce judgment. So after you signed the papers, my ex um, filed after we had signed and took me back to court. So it was like another thing that added, and I was like, I just need a break. But I kind of gave myself a deadline, and I decided to kind of shift gears and start a new career. And before I even graduated, the coaching program, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And I opened my own, you know, business or company and got things kind of rolling that way. So that was my three right there.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Just going through one, you know, sounds like a hard thing to go through. I had Mm -hmm. something similar, you know, I had an injury years ago where I was told to take these pills. And after years of taking them, I was like, I felt like I was controlled by them. Yes. And um, and so I had to go through a recovery of my own. I didn't go through a recovery program, um, but I did, you know, I had to take a long time to rid myself of yeah. what I was putting in my body, and that was it was really hard. So congratulations to you because... Okay. I know that that's not easy. And also then to talk about it and share your experience is, you know, also something that's put you in a very vulnerable state. So I appreciate you sharing thank that you. and
1: thank you.
0: It's amazing. And then divorce that's is is so hard in that itself. I mean, my mom and father got divorced and watching her go through that was very painful and, and I know how deep that can cut and um, the fact that you are now a stronger woman because of all of it is a beautiful thing. And this whole coaching business seems like such a tremendous leap of faith that you took into the unknown for yourself. (laughs) And I love that. I just love hearing about it. I think that it's very admirable. I don't think a lot of people would do it, um, which just means what I, a true spirit you are, like a true calling that you have for it, and, um, so tell me a little bit more about your coaching business, and, you know, how you help girls that are women that are going through, you know, something similar to what you went through.
1: Sure, so, um, so the first thing I want to say is I, the helping part, the coaching piece of it is like a no-brainer. It, you know, I can, meet people, and this is how I, you know, I kind of know it's like a, the no-brainer piece is I can meet you um, on the line at the supermarket and you can let me know you've been going through divorce and in like 10 minutes, uh, you know, we'll have a conversation about it. It's one of those, you know, it's like, you know, when you know what you're about and you kind of just love it, it just gravitates to you. The part for me that's been the biggest leap, um, and this is, I guess, for anyone who's Listening to this, looking for that, like, motivation piece is, you know, it's the, when you love what you're doing, but then you have to figure out how to do the thing that lets you love what you do, that, for me, has been the biggest leap, so I love talking about this stuff, like, you can tell me, I'm really open, I'm not shy, if you are, anyone who um, is on Instagram, if you follow my Instagram page, Aspire to Growth um, is my page, like, I'm totally an open book about it. What I'm not so familiar with is the business piece. So when you want to help people and you want to get out there, how do you connect and find people who, like I said, there's 50% of the married population tends to not finish their lifelong commitments, right, to marriage. So um and I know people are struggling because I'm one of them and they always say, you know, find where people in your niche are hanging out. Well, I know where they hang out because I'm one of them and I hang out there. So I'm finding these people. But um and then also how do you run a business? How do you right do all those things and market and you're an, an extraordinary networking person, you Christine too, right? You guys are great. And um and so that's the piece for me that was the scariest. Like setting it up. How do you get out there? How do you market it? How much of yourself do you put out there? Plus, it's not just me. Divorce is every part of your life. It's like, I said, it's like crazy gluing the most important priorities of your existence and then ripping them apart. So it also includes my daughter. And how do you put yourself out there and put your life out there and without exposing your daughter? Plus, I have an ex and he has a whole new family. And He's not, you know, my BFF, so he's not going to love if I'm talking about it. So how do I put these things out there without, you know, crossing some lines? So those have been some of the biggest challenges in trying to put it out there, be authentic, be vulnerable, um, and yet also maintain some of those boundaries. Um, And I have found that that's been, for me, like the most, um, the biggest struggle. With all of that said, I've still managed to work with some people in extraordinary ways, Um, sometimes in ways that surprise even me. And I've met some women who blow my mind where they've come to me like in that place where they're just kind of broken and hopeless Um, without, you know, kind of mentioning names. I had one client who came to me going, I know I see people. I know they're happy, but I don't think that happiness is for me. Um, And ended within just a couple of months saying, like, you know, literally showing me, like, see that rainbow out there? That's a sign. That That's for me, that rainbow, and that's because I've been talking to you. You know, things like that. And literally, you know, opening up their world because just a few tips and just a few, like, perspective shifts. Um, And I would say that that's probably the way that I work with them the best because I'm not working with you, um, the the woman, and their ex. It's not a a co-parenting thing, uh, typical, where I'm working with both people. I'm working with just the woman or or the man because this is not just a women's only issue, but working with just you to help you shift your perspective and gain some more empowerment around a relationship that isn't working for you and isn't supporting you or your kid. And you have to have it because you have kids with this other person. Um, and so when you have that and you feel not empowered around that relationship, how do you feel more empowered around the relationship?
0: Right. And how does that make you feel to see you, your clients go through this process with you?
1: Oh, my, it's like amazing, you know, and sometimes it's like, you know, I, it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know, you want like it makes my, makes my day, you know, like I, it doesn't even matter if it's not happening to me. I, it's like, you know, you're putting good positive energy back into the world and it doesn't just impact them. It impacts everybody they're coming across. And it's like the difference between like giving a man a fish or teaching them how to fish, you know, because you can see how they're taking it and rethinking so many different things. Um, So it applies, not just in one issue but it applies to how they're approaching the relationship over and over again.
0: What would be your best advice to people who wanna reinvent themselves?
1: One, you're doing it anyway. We're always reinventing ourselves, so you might as well reinvent yourself in a way that makes you feel better and happier. Do it the way you want to, not the way that it's happening to you. Um, Two, there is no right and wrong. So do what makes you happy. And three, try it. If there's something that you want to do, try it because you can always change it again.
0: What would you say that your why is? Like what drives you to want to, instead of going back to Wall Street, do this coaching business instead? Like what is your main motivation?
1: I saw that question and I was like, what is my why? So um, I think the why that drives me in all things, like so even the name of my uh, company like Aspire to Growth. And I think, you know, it's having gone through a lot of things in my life. Um, you know, sometimes when you're going through something, and it sucks and like you're like this I, I you know you don't know why. like it's like why do things happen why do we go through the things we go through and you know it's like a, some people have religion and some people have you know it, there's a spirituality to it and i think my why is because you know there's it's purpose you know you create it's a purpose um out of the things that happen i don't always think that everything happens for a reason i think we create the meaning out of the things that happen in our lives. And so my why is, you know, I don't know why all the things that have gone on in my life happened the way that they did. They just did. But I can tell you now that all the things that happened to me, how I use them to get where I am. And that's my why.
0: So it's just like taking the things that have happened to you and using them it's almost like that analogy where someone's throwing bricks at you
1: and instead of being hit by them, you're taking them and you're building a wall. That's right, to block the, yes. Yeah, that's a great analogy, I never heard that one, but that's perfect. Yeah. 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 Everything's gonna be an opportunity. Uh, otherwise, it's like, otherwise you can ask the question why. Uh, otherwise there is no why.
0: Right. Well, I guess your why is in your name. You aspire to grow yeah and help others achieve the same purpose
1: right yeah you don't always know why it's happening in the moment but you can always get something from it later on you know you can't always figure it out right now when you're in so so how would you define success success for me is freedom Mm -hmm. uh and freedom because free for me happiness is freedom So, and freedom can be a lot of different things. It just can be freedom to run my day the way I want. It could be freedom to work with the people that I want, to go where I want, uh, talk about the things that I want. um, You know, make make up the rules the way that I think they make sense. uh, And, you know, use my energy the way that I want to use it and not kind of be, you know, victim, not victim in a, victimy way but just kind of you know at the mercy of something else and i i like feeling free and empowered around my life not success to me
0: i feel like i could really relate to that because when you're stuck in that 9 to 5 you're in such a structured routine and if you're a creative type or someone who likes to be around people and talking with people it's kind of hard it's actually that's a lot of work to stay at work because your mind wants to be elsewhere, like you want to break free, yeah, and so, you know, doing it this way, especially like having your own business, and be able to create this life, you know, essentially design the life that you want, is a beautiful thing, yeah. you know, do you listen to Gabby Bernstein, or follow um, her at all,
1: I don't, no, I should,
0: yes, you yeah. love her stuff,
1: that and
0: she's, she's a life coach, a motivational speaker, And, um, she's written a lot of books that I've really enjoyed, her latest one, The Judgment Detox, where you're just purging yourself of judgment, um, and you're breaking yourself free from other people's judgment. Mm -hmm. To me, it's, uh, to me, I think that that's a lot of what being an entrepreneur is, especially in the business that we want to go into, which is coaching where you're talking people through things. And I think a lot of people are like, what, what do you do? Like, really? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to break yourself of like, am I good enough for this? Uh, do I provide a great service? Or what do they think of me? Or what am I going to say? Or I, what, like, I have to put myself out there. You know, you go through these moments and you, you have to purge yourself in order to be free. Purge yourself of this judgment. and. Um, it's a great it's a great book and it's also just like a great way to live.
1: Yeah. You know. Judgment detox.
0: Judgment detox, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah.
0: I'm actually going through her coaching program right now, um, called Spirit Junkie Masterclass. So that's how I'm getting my certification to be a coach. Oh nice.
1: But yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. So you know. I'm glad we have like a similar feel for what we want to do with our lives. I think that's, yeah, that's awesome.
1: I didn't realize that that's your, that was your path also. Well,
0: it is, you know, right now I'm, I'm still going through dealing with my recovery from my injury and I'm in workers' compensation and, or I'm on workers' compensation Uh and, and that's been a, an interesting situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I that's the I do want to change my career focus. I do want to go into coaching and, and so that's kind of why I started the podcast because it's a great way for me to network with like-minded individuals and learn from them and also pass the lessons that I learn on to other people. That's that's my my purpose or navigating through my purpose. We'll see what it leads into. Yeah. <laughs> but um who inspires
1: you or influences you? I mean there's there's really so many people I think I'm inspired by like people who do things that I don't right so I'm I have very specific um skills that I'm and I'm and very specific non-skills and I'm fully aware of those um so people who are really uh, kind of uh able to do the things that I know are sort of where I lack um I'm, I'm like uber impressed with, uh, so, uh, so like, I don't know if you're looking for a name or not, but you know, just, uh, you know, I have to say like, I I had put this post up, it's a while ago, but you know, it's like, I'm, there's really very few people that I come across that I'm not like blown away by. Oh, oh, like in some sort of way or another. Uh, and I think that, um, maybe what makes what makes me me one of the things about me that people gravitate towards is i'm always so impressed with others uh and what they've been through and i find them like wow you did that and like it's you know it's like has anybody really lived an ordinary life and like you no know, like everybody's been through so many amazing things they really have and they've overcome things and when you were saying like what would i my advice be to somebody who's trying to reinvent themselves it's like I would say look back in your past because of guarantee that you've reinvented yourself somewhere already and maybe you're just not seeing it. You know, and it's like, because people do the most extraordinary things and I'm inspired by people all the time. I really am. I think people are just um, capable of just so many amazing things. So I, I think to answer your question, I'm just inspired by some, I mean, my daughter amazes me all the time. She really, truly does. Um, so I would say. I don't know if that answers your question. I, I, I don't have a, a specific answer. I, I really am amazed by so many people. I'm amazed by some ridiculousness amongst people too, but you know, at the same time, but, <laughs> besides that. You know,
0: everything goes full circle, Everything right? goes
1: again, of One without the other, I guess, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and learning about yeah. you and learning from you but I'd love for you to share with my audience where they could find you
1: on Facebook or Instagram or whatever you'd like to promote. Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, Instagram uh, is aspire to growth and my email, you can always email me, Julie, at aspire to growth I have a website www.aspiretogrowth.com. So all pretty easy. You can reach me anyway in all of those ways.
0: Absolutely. Everything will be linked to the podcast episode. So you'll be able to find her and get some more wisdom from her. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to tune in to the next episode of Mrs. Motivation. And if you know someone that has a story that I should hear, please feel free to email me at chrissyclemente at gmail.com or reach out to me on my Instagram at Miss Motivation. Tune in next time. 240,000 miles from the moon We've come a long way to belong here to share this view of the night of glorious night. Over the horizon is another bright sky oh, Beautiful Father, he told me, son, sometimes it may seem dull But the absence of the light is a necessary part